Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Populist Podcast, the new 2.0 podcast, because we did have a podcast before this, but uh, we decided to give a little bit more production value this time around. Yeah, so it didn't really host. take much, Keith. Well, I mean, yeah, it was the, the bar was set really low, which is why I had plans. I always have plans. As we know in the free-for-alls, though, they don't really work out too well half the time. Well, hopefully this does. But this is our first episode, so um, we're really excited. We're going to get started on uh, two guests. Uh, we have uh, Inca Warrior and Brandon, both uh, staples in the populist community. Inca is the father of populists, in a sense, um, and Brandon is um, the coder and the programmer who has made populist better in the beta version. We're going to talk to them a little bit today. Uh, Craig and I are going to pick their brains, ask them a little bit about populist, get to know them a little bit more, what they've been doing. Um, and then, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're going to talk about the state of populist in 2020, how it is. We're going to talk about beta, all the features. And, um, you know, we're also going to finish up with probably talking about populace in terms of revitalization. Uh, is it revitalized? Are we in a new era? Uh, what's what's next? And uh, that's pretty much it. So we'll dive in. We'll meet our uh, meet our guests now, and um, welcome. Populist podcast, popping up on your feet, yeah. With your host, Keith52, and co-host, Sub-Zero. The Populous Podcast, popping up on your feet, yeah. Popping up on your feet, Populous Podcast. You didn't know you needed All right, so um, the Populous Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 1? Yeah, Season 2, Episode 1. So we're here with Inca Warrior. Hello. And, there we go. And uh, Brandon? Hi. And... Uh, Guys, uh, Sub and I wanted to have you guys on for the first episode, the first real episode of the Populist Podcast, where we get a little bit of information from you guys about who you are, what your role is in the Populist community, you know, just a little bit of a speech. So, uh, Inca, we're going to have you go up first. Um, <laughs> you are the father of Populist, after all. Uh, so, Inca, please take it away. Gabber. Oh, yeah, sorry. Gabber, actually. Uh, but... <laughs> You can well, go we should, first. Anyway. We should get him on as a guest. That's for sure. Oh It'll be explosive. Uh, I'll be in a different. I'll be in a different room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm the I'm the administrator of Populist Reincarnated, one of the head ones. So I've been running the website and the matchmaker for a while. There's been a lot of other people involved, but mostly I'm in charge of them. I started playing around. 1999, I believe, and uh, haven't been as active in the most competitive scene lately, but I still get it on it now and then for a game. Yeah, I must say, Inca, um, recently at least, you've played quite often, at least with me, one of my streams. Yeah, you join our streams a lot and play, so that's, that's comforting. Yeah, I like to join some of the new beta games 
Well, yeah. yeah, you never you never were the more the most competitive type in Populous. But I'll tell you, I remember that one time when I was in the TDM clan and uh, we had this competition, and it was like one versus one pressure point, Keith fifty two, and um, you played me, and I think you you won. I, I remember that game. It was like a three hour game or so. It was. It was. Pretty sure my mouse battery died in the middle of it, but um, <laughs> that's okay. You still won fair and square. He's always there, ready with the excuses, regardless of 20 years something. ago. <laughs> yeah, I can remember it. Well, I, I had excuses back in the day. Remember my aunt? My aunt was always my go-to, but it was always not an excuse. It was the truth. Anyway, so uh, uh, Inca, where do you live? Like that kind of stuff. How old are you? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like you've been playing since 1999, but so tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about your life. All right. Well, I'm 33. I live in Massachusetts and um, a software engineer. So uh, apart from populist coding, I also do some other coding on uh, simulations. So it doesn't really carry over as much, but it's simulations are sort of like games anyways. So it's similar. Fair. Do you ever uh, do you ever discuss like when you're talking with your friends about how you manage a community of misfits and how you're like the pop uh, of populace and people get into detailed discussions with you about yeah, that. You just kind of keep that off through your uh, story. I do sometimes. I'll talk to I have a couple of friends that I could do, used to do rock climbing with. And we, we'd, I'd bring it up sometimes then some of the weird things going on in the populace community. We always have something going on in the populace community. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's pretty awesome it's good to it's good to have you on for today inka we've got a lot to pick your brain about so uh thank you for the uh introduction and brandon take it away my good sir uh let us know a little bit about who you are in populous age location etc etc hi i join or i started playing populous from the SimCity demo in 2000 or so and then eventually I got the game and I joined the online community around 2005-ish under a different account. And I think I lost the password to that. So my new account dated like 2007 or something. I don't know. Uh, I manage the beta, the project leader of the beta. So there's a bunch of people that help with the beta as well, especially Inca and Toxicity and Kickman and all the other, all, all the other people. But I, I mostly manage the beta. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon, but I recently moved to Phoenix in Arizona. Mm, I am 25, and yeah, that's about all I can think of off the top of my head. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. Keep, that keep works. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. How long have you uh, been playing Populous for? Then have you been playing it religiously since the 2000 SimCity demo? Or I feel like I feel like everybody has breaks. I mean, we've all had breaks, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But did you guys have any breaks? I feel like well, been I, but. I played actively probably from about 2005-ish to 2014. Then I kind of got the role as the developer of the beta, and then I don't particularly want to play games after working long hours on the game. That, mm. uh, <laughs> I yeah. get that. So did you sort of acquire um, the position as a project lead? Were you asked to do that, or is it just because you motivated to work on it you sort of just got that title uh no one no one else uh had the i guess the the time to do it would be the word it's fair 
Now, Inca, is Red Warrior slash Luke still a part of Populous? Does he still help out? He was pretty brilliant when I went back when back in the day with all the stuff that he did before we made the matchmaker like official. You know, the two player launchers of the four player maps, one v one, etc. That was all him. Yeah, he hasn't been around very much, but he does pop on sometimes. He's done a little bit of work with the beta as well, but he's like a lot of people that they work when they have time and they don't always come on. I guess we got a lot of thanks to give to you, Mr. Brandon. And Brandon, I heard last night that you uh, you had like a graduation or something like that, right? Well, no, I was at a party for a friend, 21st birthday. Oh, I thought you graduated or did something big accomplishment. Some big accomplishment no, last night. It was after finals. All yeah. right. Well, well, we'll cut that out of the podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part about it. None of this is live. Are we live? Maybe. Sort of. Maybe. Who knows? It's, it's difficult. It's difficult uh, to edit when this video, though. I'll tell you that. What's but that? Making it look. It's going to be difficult to edit and crop things when there is video that people look like we're jittering back and forth. And oh, yeah, I believe in sure. you, Keith. I believe in you. Uh, we'll 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 make it happen. Now, uh. As far as populace goes, um, it's had its ups and downs. I mean, I tell you, the co- people people have constantly said the community's dying, the community's dying, the community's dying. Uh, there has been times where I truly thought the community was dead too. Um, like even just two months ago, I saw such low activity that I was like, "This game is is dying." Like, and now it's like thriving again. People are coming back. So um, maybe maybe question more so geared towards Inca because Inca you've been around you've been the admin uh you you got statistics uh what do you think about the whole populace is dying rumor that constantly kind of gets threaded around the community from time to time yeah something i've been hearing since probably around 2002 when uh <laughs> the matchmaker the ea matchmaker there are times when there's no one on it and then we once we started up the populist reincarnated matchmaker, then a lot of more people were staying on, and it was more stable, so people could open it up without having some weird browser software. But it has sort of its ups and downs over the years. Like we usually see spikes around times when people are on breaks, so people have more free time. And then once the the beta once that came out, we got a, a bit of a increase, and in, especially when the eight players were added then a lot of people wanted to try that out so that really has been helping us oh yeah I for think sure whenever the whenever the community is more stale i guess then the people start to get losing trust so it really depends on people producing new content and making like tournaments and additions to the game that keeps people interested well, we do have people that are constantly doing that. We do have Leaf, who did have a role in making beta a little bit more popular. Maybe, albeit not as important as he thinks he is uh, to beta, but he is we'll very... Edit this he had... <laughs> well, No, they, we, we got to have drama a little bit, Craig. Come I'm on. Not, I'm not touching that. That's okay. That's okay. I'm the whole, I'll create the drama where I see fit. Consider cutting if we have to, but no, uh, you know, uh, Leaf has made uh, a really big impact on beta in regards to the eight-player dictator. No, number one, that was that was released pretty much right when COVID had started, and I mean, the statistics that I saw for people playing that map, I mean, people people like Maka who never even came on to Populous to play anymore, who were just in the lobby chilling, Divinity, like these people were joining, playing this map constantly. So I mean, I, I yeah, agree with sure. you. The content is what will probably make uh, populace either grow or stagnate. And I do think that we were um, in a problem period a while ago because Nisi was like the top player, 
there was just the beginning maps and then like you know four walls cess etc etc and it still is now but i guess that there's just a little bit more available for people so even though the community still plays the beginning like constantly it's nice to have beta but i guess that brings me to my question of brandon so why are we not implementing beta i mean i'm telling you sub and i have come sub and i have come from a community where we have been playing this game for so long and we have had so many great games that have been ruined by a missed firestorm not going off by object overload crashing the game in the middle of a three-hour pp game like you know there's so many things that 1.03 can't do and i know that you say it's like a different game but what what's the plan going forward for maybe doing a forced update where people play beta for rank now or that the beginning maps are now beta instead of 1.03 etc etc well first off you can play beta right now rank uh they are rank you just need to uncheck on rank um as for forcing it we kind of don't want to do that because as you saw with the hotkey debate People are very um, religious about how they, they, they want to play their games. They want to play it exactly like how they played it in 2000, right? They want to, they want to know exactly everything to do frame by frame to the exact mm-hmm. millisecond. And that's not, that's not necessarily possible to reproduce in the beta. So it, it, it's hard to uh, force an update that half the community won't like, right? I think what Kate's referring to is just the subtle, um, subtle bug fixes, like you mentioned, object overload. But it's not really. That's I, I'm sure I heard a while ago. That's not really possible. Just to you can't the fix games. the game because it's a completely new source code, right? You got it's a different game entirely, right? Technically, it's 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 a different game because it's our version or it's our interpretation of the game. We got the game kind of half or not even half. It's like 90% done. And then we had to fill in the blanks for the rest. So we didn't, we didn't really have the source code, the, the, the exact, you know, release source code. Right. So our, our game's not going to behave exactly like how, uh, it released because we didn't, we don't have that version. That version doesn't exist for us. So we, we have the version that we made. And uh, it it has its issues. There are tons of people complaining, like uh, the fucking pathfinding. Uh, Let's talk about pathfinding. The, 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 the pathfinding slightly different. The the uh, w- when you do the blast trick, sometimes she goes a different direction than she's supposed to because that's defined somehow. Mm. So <laughs> there's all these weird little quirks that people complain about, and that yeah, they're it not game changing, you know. I don't know if if you're used. I mean, it, it's more of getting adjusted to the, the new play right. style, and people don't want to do that because they they played the, the same they played the same way for the last twenty three years. So well, you know, at, it, it's yeah. tough for me to to hear that, right? Because you got you got Myth who just came back, DBM, and we're gonna try and get him on. He's agreed to come on to the next podcast because we're gonna go on to a populist history lesson. We're gonna do a an adventure odyssey from populist through the ages, talking about all the different eras, EA matchmaker, etc. But he came in and he said, "I heard there's a beta now, and they fixed a bunch of stuff." Why aren't we playing beta? Like, like <laughs> for me and for many other people, including Craig and and. Many people logically think, well, every single game that has patches force the patch update on everyone to make sure that mm-hmm. the game gets better and improves. So 
I mean, I guess we can't improve 1.03 anymore. So that's the thing. Like 1.03 is technically not the last version. Beta is the next version. So it's technically 1.04 that beta is, you know? So why aren't we considering, you know, maybe even just going on a test run where we, we force the update for everybody to play beta because you've got smoother frame rate, you've got no object limits, you've got the ability to go over 200 pop, you've got less ability for the game to crash, even though the game sometimes still does crash. Um, and overall, it's just a better experience, I think. So I, I, I don't know. I, do, do you think that would actually kill Populous in terms of people revolting? Do you think people would like legit quit and stuff? Or, or is it just all talk? I, I, I don't think either of us could answer that, to be honest. Um... Well, I think people can. would, would be very angry about that. I think people would be very, very angry about that, especially the top players. If if they made it so the matchmaker only worked with the beta, it it would not go. Yeah, no, I don't think it would. And and that's uh, we we also don't want to force it because we don't have time to spend uh, fixing all these little issues that everyone has complaints about. So if you force it. Uh, people might complain about it for like months or half a year before we finally get around to fixing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, we don't have all the time in the world to do it. Um, and it's becoming less of an issue now that the beta doesn't support Windows XP. So, oh. like oh, a yeah, couple yeah, years yeah. ago, that was, there were still some XP players, but I think there's. Yeah, that's true. I think everybody's kind of. Moved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm still, I was still baffled when people uh, join and say, uh, why can't this launch and they're using Windows XP? Like, holy shit, what the fuck? But whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that would go down very well. Uh, I think people would be quite upset about that. And so I, I don't think. I, I don't think, think I want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think at one point we should make it this the default, but still leave 1.03 as an option for people. I, I did think. I think I think that more people, in, in order for us to start considering that, more people would have to start playing it regularly, and I don't see that. I see, I see mostly normal games, like right now. Well, what do you think would be the catalyst to make people play it more regularly? What, what do you think it's missing at the minute? Uh, the most active players, I believe, are the, uh, yep. the high, yeah. higher skill players, so you'd have to appease them. <laughs> Does anyone know how? Because these are the people who are not willing to come out of their comfort zones. So that's the issue. Somebody said that Nisi is now like more, uh, more accepting of beta. I mean, the pathfinding is the is a massive issue, but everything else is is much more uh, fixed in regards to playing certain maps on beta. So I don't know. I just I I know you said Inca like, or, and Brandon, I know you guys said that like it could trigger a, a revolt in the community. But you know, maybe maybe when you host, it no longer says beta on it when you launch like i don't know like they they could see it when they launch into the lobby but i don't know that big parentheses beta thing probably scares off a lot of people i think if it does get to the point where it can become the default it will be good for the new players and that's the default to play but if you choose to play the what would be a maybe a legacy version that would just be an option that would default to your own matchmaker when you log in but mm. maybe instead of having it say beta you just say uh just the version number, so 1.5 and 1.03 or 1.01 is technically the the, the, the EA release of it. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't say beta; it says the version number. So people are like, oh, look, higher version number. I should play that instead. I don't yeah, know. I, I agree yeah. entirely with that. The word I beta agree. does confuse some people because the game's 22 year old. 
Exactly. Yeah. Makes it sound I, ancient. I think we're ready to get out of beta soon. So that would be amazing. I, don't, I stopped. I stopped calling it beta. <laughs> What's it going to be? Was it going to be called alpha? No, omega. Uh, no, no, alpha. Yeah, omega. It's just a version. So, are we going backwards with those? We go it'll, be, it'll be released, won't it? Um, population it'll just population be the, enhanced edition. It's just, yeah, just be like one point five. It's just be the version. Around. Yeah, it's yeah. be the version number. Um, yeah. Ah, shit! I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. That's and this okay. is this is strictly multiplayer, though, isn't it? What we're discussing now. There is a, a quite a large single player audience who would like to play a updated version with with um, hotkeys and the like. Mm-hmm. How would would, would have you have you discussed getting it out to them, or would it just be people coming across come across it on the multiplayer? It hasn't really come up. We've got a lot of people that are interested in making the campaigns and stuff. Mm. But uh, I guess we ha- we haven't made like a release package for single player. That's been sort of published as that no we've been mostly we just have mostly test maps map packs and stuff like that Um, one of the things about beta and i hate to cut you off but it's it's important in regards to what we could do to revitalize the state of populace in 2020 for beta is honestly we still don't have map packs and i know people are working on it we're getting close but we need to get a map pack that has like we need to get the beginning map pack but like beta version you know what i'm saying I was working on a system that would allow you to not use the matchmaker to launch games. You could launch it through Discord, but I haven't gotten very far in it. That's why in the beta you see there's two versions. There's a level selected map packs. Mm-hmm. Map packs was going to be something that would uh, be peer to peer that you would transfer over whenever the host would launch. So whatever map packs the host has, the host would select the map pack, and then every player would get it. So that was the idea behind that, but I haven't gotten very far on that because i forgot to be honest do you think that would have a positive benefit uh the fact that people could uh uh launch games from discord and join games from discord would be, i think would have a uh, a benefit because you could you could have the people who are idle on discord you know they can see oh there's people playing and join off them would they still connect? I don't know the technical terms, but to like the matchmaker, the populist ranked data framework, would they still be synced there? Would yeah, they get- could you still see them? Because that would help if you could see the people in the matchmaker. Like, I, no, I, I think it would just go through Discord's interface. But, but that, that was just one things? of my that was one of my ideas because there that was back when the community was a little more toxic. That I had that <laughs> idea is oh, okay. to I allow gotcha. people to join from. Uh, a, a more moderated uh, place <laughs> uh, yeah. so they feel safer playing games, but I don't think that's much of an issue anymore. I think the, it's not. Yeah, the community's think, gotten better, I, I would say. I think the toxicity has gone down quite a lot. You, I do, I just want to track back a little bit. You did talk about you, the state of Poptus, and I must say, compared to like even three years ago, it definitely feels friendlier in the matchmaker. It feels a bit more active, but I think that's maybe just placebo because it is friendlier. But I think well, the, when, the antagonistic personalities. When we come back, we will we will talk about this subject. Um, we've got to take a short break. We're going to get a word from our sponsors, and then uh, we'll be back with a little bit more discussion on the state of populism in 2020. So stay tuned. The Populist Welcome back to the Populous Podcast. I'm your host, Keith52, alongside my co-host, Sub-Zero. How are you doing? And uh, we've got 
Inca and Brandon here, for those of you who are just tuning in. Uh, we were discussing a little bit about uh, Populous in terms of all the new features that have come. Uh, and now we're going to talk a little bit about the state of Populous in 2020. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we think have improved things. And uh, I believe, uh, Craig, you had a couple questions about that. You said you made a comment or two. I was making a comment before you cut me off with your jingle. You can't prove that. Um, yeah, so when, I mean, I was playing uh, on the Munch Meter two or three years ago. Um, I took a break, year and a half or so. But since coming back, it definitely feels a lot friendlier. Um, like I was saying, it feels it feels more active. It's probably a placebo, like you were touching on earlier. Is, does, is Populous ever dying? Was it ever that popular, the multiplayer? If you go back in time, was there ever more than like 100 regular players? We're getting 50 to 60 some weekends now, aren't we? So mm. I think Populous has been as active as ever been. But I think one of the biggest things for me that makes it feel friendly to be honest. The antagon antagon oh god, I can't say my words. The antagonistic personalities aren't around anymore, which has helped a great deal. Yep, that's definitely true. So, like, we we kept Matt around for probably longer than he should have been by a few years, just because decade. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he had like a whole crew of people that were playing. So, especially when you're only if you only have like 20, 30 people on and. 10 of them are friends of the mass and all are threatening to leave if he's going and then it comes hard to get rid of him. But like, I think we just got to a point where everyone was fed up with him, even the people that stood by him in the past. So, you know, it's it weird. Long it's, mute. You guys did mute him, right? You muted him and you'd think that that would be enough. Mm, yeah, no. you think so. But he'd, he's still like a part of the community, so he'd be on the discords, he'd be in, in game ta talking, and he's just still the, the same old Matt doing the same terrible things. You were able be, to curse. You were able to still, curse me. Go ahead, Brandon. I, I was saying he'd still be stalking people and shit like that, even though he was muted. So, so Inka, you were able to curse me for forcing. You know, that topic, I'm going to get into it. It's stupid. But <laughs> anyway, I was cursed, and you were able to spawn, like, gargoyles in my base to slow down my building and hurt me, blah, blah, blah. But um, if you're able to alter my game, mm -hmm. is there not a way for you to alter Matt's game to where he can't open up chat at all? Like, he just can't open up chat? Can't can't type in chat? Yeah, we did that. Up? We banned him. He couldn't chat in the game <laughs> no, either? Yeah. No, they just banned him. <laughs> can't open oh, the game. okay. <laughs> I was trying. To, I was trying to think of a, a way that Matt could have stayed in the community outside of just a permanent ban. Like, I mean, because we we did. I I suggested that we'd permanent mute him like years ago, and finally it happened. But like, I think if he had been permanently muted like years ago, would that have made a difference, or would he still just been the toxic person that he is? I don't think so. Yeah, he don't ally his allies if he was also if he could if he he. He'd still be stalking people on Facebook, contacting their families and their mothers and stuff like that. No. Jesus weird. Christ, that was it was, it was nuts. It was a no. crazy time. A, muting, when, muting and making so you can't chat in games going to not fix that. Uh, a ban will fix that. Yeah. And actually, the way curses work is it just is the matchmaker updating the map file ahead of time. So the, your map gets changed so you have the gargoyles in your base, but no one else does. And then once the game started, it just goes normally. Huh. Some dumb, dumb shit. <laughs> stop cheating, dude. Yeah, yeah stop cheating. Listen, well, we could have a conversation about forcing, but we'll save that for another day. I don't want to have another fight. Okay. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Okay. 
All right. Got some uh, big opinions on those as well. Yeah. I was going to ask, how do you, how do you guys, you two being obviously, I, I, what? Well, it's difficult. The, the hierarchy of popular drinking it, it seems a mystery to some. I'm just curious, who who is there? Inga, you must be what head honcho. You're in charge. You, if no one could sort of uh, say no to you, that kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. in the the Bayo right. world. Well, we don't talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Did, did going. you say Gabba? Yeah. You said Gabba, didn't you? In in the beta world, Brandon's sort of the the top. So he he's the one that'll be bringing in new developers, and he's the one that's cutting the builds and everything. But in the on the more like administrative website stuff and matchmaker, then that's my area. Mm-hmm. So um, when because when Rinkinated was was I guess founded, it was you and whoever else. You weren't were you the original owner then, or did at some point you become solely responsible when other people left? Alaknan was, I think. Allison? Sure. Maybe Allison. Sounds like a female name, but I'm going to go with Alan. I used to call him Alan without the I C. I called him Alan. I called him <laughs> Alakna, so. <laughs> I, I, see, I stole it from you. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, so, so Populous Reincarnated started out as the New World's website from the Gabber. And then around 2002, a guy named Quarter Pound joined him and basically designed the website. So then, like a year after that, then I took over doing the website, and then Gabber sort of went off and did his own stuff with playing whatever other games. So then I, I took a larger and larger role as a web developer and, and the, managing the website. And at some point, Allison came by and he developed the web or developed the matchmaker that worked with the EA version. And then once EA shut down, then we converted was... to run on IRC. So then we had our own matchmaker. And then Allison took over. Once he's busy doing whatever he does, he gave the matchmaker to me. So then I continued work from there. And for a while, it was just me for development because both of them had left. And then Gabbard's sort of come and gone since then, as he's interested. But he's away again for now. Does uh, Gabbard add anything technical to the team, or has it just always been his uh, creation of maps and some artwork? He was the original Populous Extra Maps, but... Yeah, he he's just really a match. He does the maps, and he's calls himself a designer. So he did some of the website designs and he's done like matchmaker designs and maps, but he, he doesn't actually do most of the stuff except for the maps. He is such a character. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I, one of the things I was going to ask you, and this isn't about Gabber, although I could, we could go on a topic about him. Let's talk about all, you know, there was, there was a time I'll mention this once. Uh, DT was the first, the first clan Craig that came up with like, uh actual like arena battle stuff and like it was super popular especially Stormcloud island like statistics on that map were off the charts when it first got released and it was just constant people playing it uh people really liked the concept of shaman duels and then gabber saw that somehow and he decided to make like 20 map packs of the same concept just different stuff like so would you say that sometimes our map packs are a little bogged down like that's one of the things i was thinking about like it's nice to have choice, but do you think, 
and this kind of gets into my other point, but do you think that the map packs that we have can maybe be like looked at and we can like have a team of people look through and be like, well, that's a shit map that, and uh, that it's all subjective, but like, there's gotta be like Craig and, <laughs> Hugo and I have played some maps. <laughs> Craig and I have played some of those maps and you know, we we've done some maps and they are just, well, I, I would good. I would join in on that. Is is the map pack um, the way it's held done now? Is that still necessary? Do you still have to have sixteen limit map packs? Yeah, I'd like to just overhaul the entire map pack and map system because, especially with beta maps and with new constants, we're getting a lot of like single maps that are pretty good. But you can't make a map pack that has eight different constants yeah. files in it because you can only have one constant file installed at a time. So it, it for- doesn't work as well anymore for newbies what do you think about the idea of random like map launch like like overhauling the map pack system to where newbies um they don't play like just four walls and cess and face off like you know we 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 get all the map packs that are that are decent and we put them into a random launch where newbies that start off the game just instantly launch into a random map that's good but it's just constantly like changing so that there's no like what happened with the CES pandemic where everybody just played CES nonstop and it became like a an actual cry for help for the community. Like it was just it was it was bad, in my opinion. We yeah. have to find a way to curate the maps um, mm-hmm. for that, to tailor them for that, because there are also so many different game modes and all the map packs right now with the MS to sort out. You got Blast Wars and all the other stuff, and you know, Gappers, exactly, yeah. six, six, six thousand different, different game modes mm-hmm. that I don't even know how to play half of them. Half of them probably don't work. A random uh, kind of feature would be cool, but as, you know, as with anything, if it if it rolls a map that you don't like mm-hmm. or people don't like, they will just either quit, and go back, or they'll just stop using this random feature in general and just play what they want to play. Maybe well. Uh, and I will mention there is the map of the day that is randomly selected every single day. So I do yeah, know that. That's true. But it, it also picks Blast Wars. <laughs> it picks everything. <laughs> it picks maps. Random. That, yeah. It's random. <laughs> yeah, it picks maps that you can't even maps. rank. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. I just uh like sometimes I get like I sometimes even me, as someone who's been here for so long, like I'll go in to look for a specific map that I want to play. It's just like like anxiety like just looking through all the things that i have to pick through i i just scroll straight through gabber's maps like i just go right now, like go down to the next one i think um, i think we've discussed the map pack thing like a year ago as well uh maybe maybe an option to ignore map packs by a certain creator would be nice <laughs> would be would be a helpful feature um just cuz <laughs> what what's the word i'm looking for it's just it's convoluted it's It's convoluted it's just so there's so many there's too much choice like i don't mind being asked for dinner what do you want chicken or fish or like hamburger i don't want to i don't want to be told you want chicken you want hamburger you want you want steak you want you want french fries what you want this 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 like i'm like okay i I just don't i don't even want to eat dinner it's not gonna eat dinner you must hate going to restaurants then (laughs) i I do but i have my picks you know i have my things that i choose and that i'm good with and that's all i want you know i guess the most horrible thing about the way the map pack system currently works is that there is no way to distinguish between a beta map pack and a normal map pack Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. right 
So if you try and launch a beta map pack in the normal game, it will probably not work or crash. I don't know. It's a uh, fair assumption. Yeah. I, I think I we also need a way to sort them so that we could have like a sort by popularity or the number of plays yeah. or the ratings. I was going to suggest that because there are some hidden gems amongst the map packs, but like Inka was saying, mm -hmm. you have to create a certain amount of maps within a map pack to publish it as a map pack. There's maybe one yeah. or two good levels in a 16 map pack you know, selection, but no one's going to find because they don't get played or they just up the hidden yeah. in the obscurity of all the map packs. The, the, reason why... the, the new oh. worlds, when they all came out, it was kind of fun because they were sort of like you'd get oil worlds and then like a month later you'd get sand worlds, so it was sort of like the, the latest and greatest and you, you'd play the new map pack for a few days and then you wouldn't go back to it because you wouldn't need I remember to. that. I remember playing oil worlds and sand worlds. Yeah, that. so it was sort of like a, a new like subscription to map packs you'd get to and then you'd, you'd get new content and forget the old stuff. So yeah, maybe that, we just remove like, all that stuff and then put do what you suggested there. That's an interesting idea to sort of bring that back, but obviously have yeah. better curated and more well, I don't know, well crafted levels and maps that you know every every couple of months, every like season, for example, there's a, a few new maps come out that are competitive, you know, that aren't terrible. You don't get your land sunk because you worship gargoyle somewhere or something. It just kills you, Gabaresque manner. And it, the the concept of like I, I don't know this the, I always have wild ideas but you know um, getting rid of the beginning for like a week like getting rid of it like where people don't play it and they have to play other maps like you know like like it's just it would be for like a certain period of time I don't know how much time would be where people would revolt but like there's ways that you can like encourage people to play other things but I don't know I, again forcing has never really worked obviously. You can't force or you get banned. <laughs> or cursed. Cursed. Or cursed. Or cursed. But, you know, the, all the features. This is all a grand discussion, but as with anything, it, it, it's going to require time. And something like this would probably require a, a, a team or at least one or two people to to de devote a lot of time to being like a part of a map pack team or something and, and going through everything. And Sounds like a job for the map pack team. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who is the map pack team? Who is the map pack team? Uh, I think just Kozak right now, right? <laughs> Do we have any others? <laughs> but like to create yeah. a level for everyone is a is a tough job. You need lots of opinions. Um, yeah. And such as people have like tried to fix or correct the original beginning map pack many a time. Oh my no, god! Nobody will change because it goes back to going from the original to beta. People don't want to to change. They don't want to come out of their comfort zones. They've learned how to play a map. They know where wildmen spawn. They know where trees are. Mm. They, even, they even know when they go to globe view which direction to go because the globe view is in the same way and the coordinates are the same every time. But that's the thing that bothers me, you know, because like I, I've mentioned this before, I think, Inca, but not on like a discussion on Discord or anything, but I've, I've mentioned like the beginning on face off. Like there's a tree that literally sinks in Blue's base. Like Blue's base is already shit and there's a tree that just disappears. There's a wildman that dies. Like there's so many like little things that like, I mean, and we need a team of people to like look through these levels and find out what's fair, what's not. I think you tweaked two on two, uh, changed it so that Blue doesn't get like 14 wildmen in his first convert on two on two. You fixed that, right, Inca? No. Some, oh, someone, oh, I bought into the rumor mill. Somebody told me that Inca changed two on two and changed it so that Blue can't get as many Wildmen now. I don't think we've changed any of the beginning maps, have we? Well, you should. There's just no, the, a lot of the only thing we, The only thing we did was change the restrictions so it's the standard restrictions yeah. people use. Yeah. 
That's fine. That's Thanks, fine. I found, out, I, I found out why the wild man in the tree sings. <laughs> because in the level editor that Bullfrog uses, that it is literally on land. And, and the <laughs> but, editors just never went back to patch it up, huh? And then I guess no one reviewed it. They just looked at the editor like, yep, that looks good. And they released the game. Yeah, I didn't so, play so it. <laughs> those are the little things, though, that we could do to fix things. Like, little, little things like that. Like, you know, like, why can't we just change the map pack of the beginning to change, like, small things? Like, because I understand people got in a big tissy fit about this. But, like, like, why can't we fix it so that, you know, everybody's base has... N- the right things working, like a tree doesn't burn in the beginning of the game, et cetera. Because et cetera. everyone wants everything different changed, especially in the blue pathway, walkway up. They want that change, but some people don't want that change. And there, there, there's just a lot, a lot of different opinions on how those maps could be changed. Uh, it's just like... Yeah. yeah. That does go back to Sub's point, too, about the whole concept of you've got face-off, you've got, like, you've got 50,000 versions of face-off. Like, you know, we got sometimes we got a, the the overhaul of the map pack. I think is a big thing. But I'll tell you, for all the things we bitch about with the matchmaker, I do think that I think we were talking about this with Craig one time. But do you honestly believe that if we had had this matchmaker earlier on, all the features that we have now back in two thousand four, two thousand five, I don't think people would have left. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I ever would have really left. There was always so much to do. Now, like imagine having that even just ten years ago. Including the beta, I don't. I think that more people would have played. You'd probably have like a hundred players now. I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to uh, yeah. go back that far and then assume. Well, what if we did this and what if we did that? Agreed. I mean, there wasn't even a rating system when I quit. Yeah, it was just traditional yeah. points only. I didn't even have that for competition. Yeah, I think that was actually a, a big thing. So even if it is pretty controversial having the ranking system just just having a, something more accurate where if you beat a higher player you go at more than that that's yeah. been a like a huge it's motivational so, thing for a lot of people it is and people people who pretend it's not are liars like addiction addiction like lost to me on 1v1 pp and he was pissed about it and he called me shit for like five minutes straight in chat just kept talking shit and then he wanted to ally me but I wasn't going to ally him because before that he shit talked me and said, I'm going to take your points and I'm not going to ally you. And then I beat him and he got pissed about it and he wanted to ally up. And he kept saying, I don't care about points. I don't care about points, but he wanted to ally me. So clearly, you know, anybody who says they don't care about points, I I don't know if they really do. I mean, I, I don't know if they're really telling the truth. I mean, it is a, it is a competitive thing. And a lot of people really do like the point system. I do. And I think it's a great thing for the community for, for, um, you know, and I like the fact that we've punished people for quitting after seven minutes. That that was a thing, right? Like, and and you changed it to where for pro games, it's like within two minutes because people would let li- Moore's murder quit when I converted his Wildman one time in PP, like a minute in because he was pissed. Like, that kind of stuff should be punished, and it what, really what does. The, kind of what is the the time now? I think it's three minutes for pros and eight minutes for non-pros. Yeah, three minutes is a bit. Lenient, you can get earthquake within that time. We need to work on the handover system in the beta, so that's less of an issue. Because a matchmaker should be able to do handovers, right? Pretty well. Uh, not really. Uh, well, if the beta supports it, I assume the matchmaker would work well. <laughs> well, the complicated thing is it is you basically have to set up all the hosting and everything for the second player after you do the handover. 
So any uh, right. time you've had problems with pings with blue, then you also have the issues with red, and then yellow if the red is gone. And so all that networking stuff it still has to be figured out. Mm, maybe there's a way to make it so like it it waits thirty seconds for each player, then it moves on to the next and keeps trying till it uses all the slots that all the players. You know. But how does it know? Well, it just it 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 sends out a, a ping, and if it doesn't get a reply from that that player, it after thirty seconds, it just moves on to the next one, and eventually all the clients should sync up to the the one that can host. <laughs> that would be amazing. That all used right, to well, work back in the day. It did. It's pretty did. complicated, but hand handovers are pretty complicated. It the game's pretty complicated. Before everyone had routers, once everyone had a router, then that's when I started going downhill. <laughs> Um, what you're saying there for people who are listening, who if if the host quits or dies and then leaves the game, and if the oh, yeah. pl- and, the, and if the fourth player has the, the you know the matchmaker size cable to host, it should eventually bounce to him, and then he could host the remaining two players. Mm-hmm. Continue playing the game, or or we could yeah, do our, our central server idea as well, and that would that would make quitting you know, just um. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it does. It does change the. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I have. I I'm guilty of it too. Um, you know. Uh, but it's. I I still follow the clan rules of Asgard in terms of quitting. I don't just quit, quit. But like, if the game's over and I've you know said good game, I quit. But because it speeds up the process to get yeah. another game. But um, it does kind of ruin. Uh, there, there's a satisfaction to killing a tribe. Like, there's a satisfaction of finishing the game and killing their last man, and even even if they're almost dead, that's fine. But like, you know, when Weed still got an entire base on PP, and he's like, "No, fuck you, man. Good game," and he quits. You know, like it's he doesn't play that much anymore. I think he's gone too because of Matt. But good riddance mm-hmm. for him. But but you know, like, there's a lot of people who do do that, and it's it's really frustrating. The one thing I do have to compliment Nisi about is he always plays till the very end. He never quits. That seems like is that seems like a popular specific thing because I've played other RTS games and as soon as you think you've lost, you just call it. You don't play to the end, wasting your time. But I think part of impopulous why that happens is because the if blue quits, it kills the game for everything. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it sucks. It does suck as being host when you when you when you lose and you have to sort of hang around out of courtesy. Mm-hmm. True, true. There should be a, a dedicated server that hosts the games instead of the player. Uh, but that, that brings requires... me to a couple of features um, in the beta, which I've not yet seen, which I think would be at least for one of them, like locking teams. Has that been discussed? Mm, I haven't seen no one's just, no one's brought it up. So no. You mean locking teams as in you can't unally your teammate after you lock you? Correct. Ally if them? you play, I can't think of another RTS game where games are ranked if if you're able to ally and ally ally with people. Yeah. Um, and do some people players do? Unally, or actually, the ally, the enemy in the game, to prevent getting, prevent their braves entering combat with the shaman or whatever, which seems oh, yeah, that's true. Which seems a bit uh, against the, the spirit of a competitive game. Yeah, Nisi's done that to me before. I'm in his base blasting, and he'll ally me. Yeah, you should just ally him back, and then one, and then win the game. <laughs> but uh, the other one that would be the resign is what I was thinking. Of. Is the resign or a surrender function mm. being discussed? Where if you Think you've lost rather than quitting straight out you press escape press resign and your base just like dies as if uh you, as if you had disconnected but you don't disconnect yeah something like that would be nice because then 
like now when you quit and you well at least 1.03 then you, your core is still there and everyone mm-hmm. still has to work around you and your shaman still reincarnates yeah. in the, the mm-hmm. beta at least it transfers to your ally so that's a little helpful but, and the core disappears yeah and the core disappears yep well uh we're on our final topic right now at this point about revitalizing populace so uh when we come back we'll finish up uh talking about how we can revitalize populace is it going to be possible uh how uh, a couple suggestions of what we can do to maybe make the game uh better for the future and um then we'll uh we'll see where we go but don't touch that dial we'll be back Welcome back to the Populous Podcast. I'm Keith52, co-hosted right over here by my buddy Sub-Zero. We uh, have Inca and Brandon here with us today. Uh, this is our first episode of Season 2. We're discussing uh, a little bit about everything in regards to Populous the beginning in terms of the beta, the matchmaker, and um, we learned a little bit about what Inca and Brandon both do. But we've come to the topic, uh, we've come to the end of our uh, our podcast here, and the topics we wanted to discuss now were a little bit more intricate about what we can do to make populace better for the future. Um, and some of the things that we could do to make it, you know, fresh and new and also exciting again, because it has kind of gotten stale. Um, so I guess, uh, Craig, you were going to, we were going to talk about the most hottest of topics, hot keys. Yes, yeah, a very controversial topic at the, at the well at the time of recording. Whenever this goes out, I don't know. Maybe something else will have cropped up, uh, no doubt. Mm, with things, we'll uh, find something. You never yeah, know. exactly. Um, but hotkeys are uh, apparently aren't that much of a burden to program into the game. Brandon, is that correct? No, their code already. You already have hotkeys, so. The so game hockey, already supports hotkeys. So hotkeys for no. spells is what I'm specifically referring to. Yeah, but the system for hotkeys is already there, so adding spells is not hard. Okay, it's and, easy. They're just—it's yeah. just the players. Yeah. So the yeah, only the reason. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the reason we don't have hotkeys is because it's always been sort of a controversial change, and we but had why? this discussion a year ago. So was it a year or two years ago? I don't remember. It wasn't very popular, so we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you know, I understand the points that people are making, where you know instead of having to move your mouse over to the other side of the screen to click the spell, you can just tap a button so you instantly um, are at an advantage compared to somebody who had to move their mouse over to the spell and then move it back down to the target instead of just keeping your mouse on the screen right next to the Shaman, pressing B for blast, and now you've got the blast spell selected. Like, I get it. I really do understand how it could be considered, like, unfair, but... If everybody has access to it, if everyone has if everyone has access to it, it's not unfair. Exactly, exactly. This same thing for dismantling too. Like, I mean, alt control for dismantling or alt click for dismantling, Brandon. It's beautiful. Like, I love doing Mm -hmm. it in beta. It's so much easier. And honestly, like, I think T Rod and Nisi and other players that do the dismantling and made dismantling popular in in current meta. they don't like the fact that it can become that easy for everybody because it, it does it does require more finesse to right click the hut click the thing and then go back and do it to all the other huts and do it really quickly and it does take 
it's more busy work. It's it. more busy work that can it be is, corrected with a hotkey. It's stuff that exactly. gets taken out of games nowadays to to make it more accessible to everyone. It doesn't matter it, how how many how many hotkeys you put in, the better players are still going to be the better players. It's just going it to be accessible to everyone. Ability to catch up, yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely an advantage to hotkeys. Like people who use them are going to have an easier time playing. And then the the question is, who wants to? relearn all the way they played if they've been playing for 10 or 20 years that's the big i, I wouldn't mind it <laughs> i wouldn't mind it especially because there are some things i'm just not good at you know i'm not i'm not good at certain things like that that's the thing that separates and we can talk about this a little bit but like nisi is the top player because of his micro skills like you watch his stream you see him doing fifty thousand things at once he does the busy work and he he enjoys it and he and babo has mentioned this before but he thinks that the busy work is what makes populous populous which i fervently disagree with i mean it's it's the shaman duels it's the fact that you can cast these destructive spells and destroy bases and stuff like i I, i'm so sick of playing people on levels like four walls and pp and all these levels that now are dismantle heavy where if you don't dismantle somebody else has 30 more pop than you they have two more earthquakes than you and you're at a real disadvantage because of it i mean we've talked about dismantling i think that some maps actually should just have an extra like like there's no reason that we should start certain maps off with six braves you know if if, if everybody's just going to dismantle anyway the population should instantly just start at like 25 to 30 pop and you know you do something like that there's so many things we can do to revitalize populace to where the starting out of building a base is still fun. But it's not fucking grueling. Remember when they turned off convert, Craig, on, on yes. PP? And, I, I oh. agree with everything you're saying, pretty much, Keith. Um, but I think this is a discussion maybe for another day. I would rather discuss what we could do, um, well, what Brandon and Inca could potentially do to, to revitalize the game rather than just something players could do as a collective. That's fair. What can you force upon the community, Inca and Brandon? What can you do? Goodwill and cheer. Well, that's that's already done in the beta. I like the snowflakes that fall down. Craig, you seen that yet? You saw that yesterday. I've seen it. Yes, yeah, I saw it yesterday. Um, very clever guys. It's, it's very nice. But the shaman hasn't got a candy can though. Every December or so. That was that was put in last year. Oh, I guess I wasn't yeah. around last December. So the 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 hotkey discussion, we haven't gone away from that yet. No. Um, it was told that it will change gameplay. Do you guys agree with it? It will change gameplay, or we would just maybe make gameplay a bit easier. I don't particularly. Well, that's why it needs to be tested. I don't particularly know. My opinion would be that people already select the spell long before they're going to cast it and just hold control and mm -hmm. don't reselect it. So I don't think that it's going to change all that much. But who knows? There is also the delay between casting spells. It's not like you'll be able to, you'll be able to click all your key, your keys on your keyboard and cast a hundred spells at the same time. There's still a delay no, between you, casting. You, right. you, you still have that delay. Uh, uh, yep. it, it, it would essentially be like holding control and having a spell in hand. Yeah. yeah. Except you'll be able to move your shaman in between picking your spells more easily. It would just improve shaman skill. Yeah. I guess. Yep. And um, you it wouldn't would have every single spell on your. There's a lot of spells. They would not all be on your keyboard unless you're some sort of madman. You'll still want to use your keys for arrows and going in the world view and for, I guess using your panels and things like that. And but you have button mouse. mouse and then you have yeah, that's one spell on each button on your mouse. 
Yeah, yeah I've cool. heard that argument, but good, good, good for anybody. If, if somebody has a twenty fucking panel uh, no, thing no set way up for their mouth, doing that. I they, mean, like if they do, good. I'm good. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have, you could have. I, I would love a hotkey to select your shaman. I think that should be in. Um, I would have look, probably one on your mouse selecting shaman, have blast, then you wheel up a wheel down for I don't know lightning or ghost army or whatever. But just because you can select them, if you've got twenty keys on your mouse. Good on you. Fair enough. But if you can do all that with your thumb, you've got really thin thumbs or a really big mouse. What do we think about... Actually, this is, this is, this is something for revitalizing populace as well, but it's not hotkeys, so we can keep talking about hotkeys for a little bit if we want. <laughs> so just one thing is comparable for hotkeys is there used to be the core glitch, where if, as soon as you reincarnated oh, yeah. at the very yep. start of the game, if you cast a spell, you... And the animation, right and you walk mm -hmm. away, or you so, fuck the game. Yeah, or or you get stuck, stuck, and then the game would be ruined. But that was something people argued, like, oh, anyone can do it, and it gives an advantage. So it's, I, I see that pretty similar. So in this case, like people that know how to do it, how know how to use hotkeys, will have the slight advantage, and people that don't would still be stuck reincarnating, essentially. Mm, okay. That was I the idea of you know how games when you hover over like a blast it would it would say blast and then have a hotkey like it would say uh, bound to none or something like that. That would be one way that you you know that you could rebind that key and you could sit and when you hover over blast it will say like uh, uh, delete and you'd be like oh then I press delete and I select the spell that might be one UI way to yeah, get around maybe. that. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean we do have the hotkeys now. I mean honestly. Um... The shift shift Z, shift X, shift C, and shift Z V are the camera points, and people don't use them. And I realized the other day, it's really easy to micromanage harvesting your wood on certain levels where you put camera points where a big stack of wood is, and then put another camera point in the back of your base and just keep harvesting your your an upgrading. Like there are hot keys, but people but don't do on the other side of the keyboard is for what people are normally used to. Now I've used W S and D for four four years at least now. Um I use one, two, three to go to my panels. I use my mouse to select my shaman. I put her in control group six and then select her with every time she dies. So I can do all this stuff already. It's just not as easy as as, as it could be implemented, and that there could be more. Yeah, so. the arrow, the arrow. I'm looking at the keys right now, doing that. WASD actually would probably be really cool to be able to move the camera with and keep like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine as like spells or something, and then like. Instead of having to put your hands over by the cubes and then shift is all the way on the other side, or you have to go over next to it. But I just think we could probably figure out a better. WSC is far superior. It's, I think that's. I mean, yeah, if is. I used to play on my laptop, if I tried to without a keyboard, and it would be impossible because the arrow keys are so small. Right. Yeah, and those yep. for that don't know, you can rebind all the arrow keys and the beta just through the menu. Mm hmm. I've heard oh. that's possible, but I've also heard it resets every time there's an update, which would drive me insane. Yes, um, I literally turn off my sound, and then the next thing I know, when I launch beta, it resets my sound and audio, so I feel like it does the same thing for that, too. My sound and audio just doesn't reset. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a game and checked my audio settings, and the sound is on, and the music is off, and then somehow I'll come back in, and music starts playing at loud in my ears. It's crazy. I fixed it. It hasn't happened in a while, so maybe it was just uh, operator error. Maybe. No, the game, for some reason, defaults to air rape. I don't know. I have to fix it later. 
Okay, it does it cool. to me sometimes. Uh, if the matchmaker resets for whatever reason, it just. I think I think it's the matchmaker that doesn't. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> so yeah, one of the yeah, yeah. One of the things I thought that would truly revitalize Populous, and this includes appeasing Nisi because he's the top player. Monetary awards, um, like rewards at the end of. Now, here's the thing: we'd have to have people want to pay a subscription. <laughs> to populace to reward people now here's the thing we'd give it out to everyone like there'd be there'd be small little rewards for every person like the wildmen the top wildmen that that uh now and obviously you'd have to do some making sure that people aren't creating fake accounts just to get like prizes and stuff but the top wildmen would get like a monetary prize maybe every month or every quarter every season which you guys did seasons at one point but i don't know if i really like the seasons thing really um but like Wildman, top wildman, top brave, top top warrior, top spy, top preacher, uh, top shaman would get the highest prize. But we'd figure out what we would do because we know it'd just be Nisi getting a monthly revenue for a while, unless we hired a Korean to come in and you know take over the game. But like, I think that would be kind of cool to kind of entice people. Uh, you know, most points accrued because we have achievements right now, but they're not monetary, and it all stems down if we have somebody. Do we have do we have a sugar daddy for populace that would be able to? fun this kind of stuff I don't oh, that's understand. actually one thing leaf has done with his tournaments he's i saw that yep. a few things that uh with bitcoin rewards however it seems like most people aren't really interested in taking bitcoin so yeah well i mean it's just too complicated sometimes for yeah, a lot of people a, it could be t especially if you're in a country where it's not super easy to exactly yeah and but that's sort of the problem with rewards, monetary rewards of any kind, is that everyone's in different countries spread across the world, so then you have to figure out a way to convert to their currency or to send them some that's, sort that's of like gift nice card. Thing about, that's the nice thing about Bitcoin, is that you don't have to do that, but then they have to figure out how to do that. So Exactly. <laughs> but it would be kind of cool, I think. I think, it would, I think it would encourage competition, because, you know, yeah, okay, if there would have to be, at the top level, there'd have to be different kind of monetary rewards because, you know, obviously the top shaman would pretty much always be Nisi right now, but there's other opportunities like, you know, person who wins the most like games um, allied to lower ranks, that would still be Nisi. I, so, I mean, there's, there's things that we'd have to figure out, but like, I think it would be, I think it could help revitalize populace in a sense, but that's, I don't think monetary incentives are the best way to, <laughs> don't know, it could grow the community. The what, what, what about when the money flow stops? Well, that's the thing. It couldn't. We would have to have the money flow keep coming in every month. And, and how'd you be... get a top wildman? You're only a wildman if you don't play games. Um, that's and if, true. If you're, if you're a top brave, is that because you you, you you were a warrior or a spy or whatever's after the brave, and then the end of the season was coming, so you immediately lost a game, so you could be the top brave rather than be oh, the worst yeah, spy? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> It's a few why I bounce my ideas things. off you, Craig, so I can get yeah. them shut down real quick. But I mean, tournaments for money and stuff are all granted. Yeah. But tournaments you in general have been no Because you're, you're the top fireway right now, so you want an award for the top of each rank. Oh, you caught me. You, you just checked? <sighs> yeah. Thought I had that. Thought I had that. Oh, well. Not going to happen now. Thanks a lot, Inca. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Another thing, I, 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 while we still got you before you go, um, on the, the website security being reworked by Pure, which is it looks pretty good. I like I like the how Populous it looks. reincarnated website. Yeah, when um, are we launching that? 
So we have a couple of small things I've been figuring out and hopefully we can get it by next year. Hmm. Okay. Hey, that's like a month. Yeah. Nice. I was going to ask then, if is, are there any plans for your matchmaker uh, rework, overhaul, maybe just to look better? I don't know if you've ever thought about it. Is there any? Yeah, so one great thing would be if we could get a new skin that matched the website. And there's some new features with the way the matchmaker skins work. So you can hmm. include HTML templates in the, in the three big sections, so the hut list, the playlist, and the chat. Hmm. So a lot can be done to improve the look of it from there. And we could probably add some more customizations if someone could come up with a design that needed it. Do you know the beta, how it has the GUI system, right? I wonder how hard it would be to remake the matchmaker using that. And then it would be much easier to modify. I don't know. That's just an idea. It all sounded like jargon to me. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it was you said. I'm presuming that was directed at Inga. I think it <laughs> that was. was directed at Inga. <laughs> Craig and I are just like... Hmm? So we may want to just drop support for Windows XP at some point as well, because a lot of changes are because XP is still supported. Oh. So we have to keep older components of things. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I would. I would. So we'll have to check the numbers, see how many people still come on, but... It might be time to drop that. A, a legacy matchmaker. Inca, do us do us a favor. Tell us about some of these numbers. Like tell tell us some of the statistics that you have as the daddy of populace with your database and numbers. I know you got them. Tell us like a little bit because in in terms of closing out with revitalizing populace, where are we right now in terms of numbers activity uh, compared to where we were even just like you know ten years ago? Like has things have things tapered off or like as Craig said. Do we think that the that things are bad, but it's actually way better? Well, in general, things were tapering off quite a bit. So I think the high was around 2008, and then it, it's sort of been going slowly down year after year, just the averages. So there's been like spikes going back up. And then, of course, once the pandemic started, there was a, a huge spike. Yep. And then a, either the pandemic or a dictator being released, one of those caused it. I don't know. We'll never know. Let's say let's let's say pandemic, please. I don't want to feed the ego. <laughs> and I guess now that, now that we're having another spike, then there's been another spike in activity. So what you're saying is we should uh, destroy the vaccine. Yep. So <laughs> everyone, vaccines cause autism, and yeah, don't take the vaccine. Vaccine's bad <laughs> for you. Play populist instead. Gotcha. That's Just a great avoid uh, the outdoors. slogan. <laughs> I think we should get a five-second advert created and put that on YouTube. Unskippable <laughs> advert. Don't get the vaccine. Play populist. Oparay.net. <laughs> Maybe commercials. Inca, here's the thing I wanted to ask you about revitalizing populist. I think this is the biggest question I've always had. Are we like... Are, are, do we not like really advertise outside of Popri because we're worried about legal action from EA or like et cetera, et cetera? Like, like how how have we been able to keep this game going so long without like cease and desist? Uh, like, has there ever been any legal issues? Like, has Gabber ever put us in hot water? Uh, like, give us the down and dirty if you can. So, well, just first for advertising, we've we tried a couple times, but none of us are like ad. 
creators. So we, we don't really know how to make a good ad and how to run it. And so we, we've like run a few things on like Facebook and haven't really seen any great results from it. So not much has come from that. Um, in terms of activity from EA, they don't really care about populists. So it's just sort of a, a dead game that they drop support for and they haven't been interested in it. Gotcha. They haven't really been interested in many RTS games either. So do you think do you think that maybe the concept of us trying to increase this community could be to our own detriment? One day we we actually do what we wanted and get tons of players and then all of a sudden EA picks up interest and then they can just like shut us down, cease and desist? Is that like a a, a scenario? It's a possibility, but I think they're like we're not doing anything that's competing with them. So they don't have any new populist version coming out and they, right. they don't care about the old version. So we're pretty much just outside of their yeah. radar. To yeah, to them, the game, the game wasn't a very big financial success to begin with. So I, I don't know. think I don't think they're super interested in continuing it. The only the only thing I see them doing is releasing some crappy like console remake every now and then just to keep the trademark, like they did with the DS. That's fair. So, yeah. What is the well, it's how long how long public copyright copyright uh it's when, when did it become legal domain plus... essentially seven uh, years after... yeah, it's so like it's life like of the author years plus... from now yeah it's life of the author plus like 75 years so we'll be dead doesn't matter <laughs> speak for yourself brandon i'm forever <laughs> the youth baby <laughs> maybe maybe one day the next the next team the next two generations will take over the development and then they'll be copyright free uh, maybe <laughs> so well i mean you know we the thing is you know right now i'm looking on the matchmaker we got 50 people in there it's on a sunday night sunday afternoon we got mm -hmm. some players that have already made a return uh i don't know how long they'll be here for and um you know ice t came back marcus came back uh, even though Koopa is pissed that Matt got banned, he's still here, but he's really not a great addition to the community anyway. But it's just people. Like, seeing people in the lobby is pretty cool. But I got to say, the, um, the I, I do think that this is a new era, and I do think that Craig's uh, live stream has helped a lot with that because, you know, people like Jimmy Hunter, um, Soma, uh, like um, uh, Lavengi, uh D4R, all these all these newer players that have come into the matchmaker have stayed. And so we always worry about that, right? Like we always talk about how there's a certain group of people that come in, they play a couple games, they quit. But then there's people that stay. And mm -hmm. I do think that we found some people now that have become the new era of players. Now Nisi is still obviously at the top. There's still a lot of really higher up players, but we have a bottom again. And I think that was the problem because the bottom fell out during one period of time, I think, where we never had new people coming in. It was just the same people coming in every day playing games together. And if they didn't come in, it was like the game's going to die. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with the beta retaining new users because it's it's more interesting. than It, it, allows, it allows more of the community to bond and play together. Yes, rather eight than people play, instead of four. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't have to have eight pros. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a newbie or two with you. I mean, yeah. So it it doesn't make as much of a difference as it would at eight players. So I think people are more lenient to play with new players. So new okay. players are more willing to stick around because they're being played with instead of being told to fuck off, noob. <laughs> yeah, 
Hundred percent there. I, mean, I can speak for myself. The beta is, is is great fun. It's definitely made me excited to to play the game more. Yep. We'll we'll even more once the uh, once hockey's uh at the minute. Yeah. Just put. Listen. Uh, you know. Uh, don't let Leaf blackmail you. Just put it in. We'll see how it goes. We got to collect the data. We're not going to collect the data if it's optional. We got to figure out if it's an overpowered thing or not. It's only going to be able to be done in beta anyways. It's not like you can stick it into 1.03 and everybody's going to be starting to cheat or whatever. So even if we, even if somebody finds out something that they can abuse, we'll find out. It'll be in beta. It's not going to be a big deal. I, I'm just calling it right now. Just do it. Implement it. So when we do, it's going to be something that's going to be a, a test. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, it's just testing. Um, we, I just want to see how much it change i don't i personally don't think it's gonna change shit so i think it's a lot of uh, mostly hype or just hot air i guess is the word i'm saying yeah a couple of years ago people were saying they would never play better so here we are now it's true there's some people that have still say it but they they join the games anyway I i think it's just that stubborn nostalgia thing that we have with people like uh, as far as that goes, though, it's it's the opposite when it comes to like preachers and shit, like fucking nostalgia for preachers. But people are like, I don't want preachers. I don't want them on. I, I, I tell you, I can't. I, I do think that there is a staleness to the beginning right now, the game, um, with the current restrictions that we have. And DBM, oh, uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be coming on next podcast. We're probably gonna get into a more bigger discussion on that, uh, what it was like back in the day with restrictions, and so. Um, That'll be an episode for us to look forward to talk about that. But Brandon Inca, um, it's been awesome having you guys here talking about this. Uh, appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to christen the first official episode of the Populous Season Two podcast. Um, is there anything that you guys have that we didn't go over? Anything, anything else that you want to wet your whistle with before we end this? Podcast? Yeah, because I just know that uh, people are going to be in the comments eventually saying, "Oh, why didn't you ask them this? Why didn't you ask them that?" Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. So you, can, you might have to come on again in the future just to answer those questions. <laughs> well, we have our new pathfinding hopefully coming soon if we can fix the oh, issues with that. Right. Soon the last end. time you did pathfinding, everything started crashing, right? Resynchronizing. Yeah. Yes, that, that. That's different, Keith. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. It would resynchronize multiple <laughs> times and then it would crash. So I was so- not lying. The resync <laughs> system has a bug in it where if it resyncs too many times, it will crash. Oh. Um, but Pathfinding made it so that happened a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm really glad that you guys were able to have a uh, a, a redo button, like a control Z. <laughs> really glad you guys were just able to kind of go back well, to revert. I, at the time, did not have time to figure out what the hell was wrong with it, so I just reverted it. That's totally uh, and I think Monday I should have some time to look into it. Maybe get it to work. Who knows? Or cry. Oh. I don't know. Cry, probably. That's great. I look forward to any any update that improves the game that you guys are on. Yeah. And Brandon, it's uh, it it's really really thank you. Like I, I I know you don't get the praise and I don't get to tell you all the time, but the amount of work that you've done it does not go unnoticed. Um, you know, obviously I do wanna Thank Lee for all his contributions to Populous, but your programming for everything, really, uh, what you've done to this game has definitely given it new life. And I'm excited to see where we go, even in the next couple of years with this. Um, I, mm-hmm. I do think that we've got potential here for the game to get even better. Um, I, I think we're still just one streamer away from, or or one really like powerful, like 
celeb internet streamer watching Craig's stream one day, coming into the matchmaker and bringing in a bunch of people with him. Um, and I think that when would that day happens? We just want to make sure that we have the best uh, matchmaker and you know best features available so that people come in and are impressed instead of like, oh wow, this is lackluster as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just me working on the beta. We have uh, a whole team. We have uh, some of our testers, like Kozjak, has been very valuable. Yep. Uh, Toxicity has done great work. Um, yep. Yep. Toxicity. Uh, uh, Kickman or White Phantom or however you want to call him, he's done a lot of work. Are we Eek talking Kickman like Kickman from like DT Kickman? Yeah. Kickman Fit Worlds. That's yeah, Fit Worlds. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's done a lot of work he, recently. Uh, the last update was entirely them and Inca, and then I made one change. But other than oh. that, yeah. Well, Brandon, so. I appreciate you throwing other people in for credit, but you're on the podcast yeah. and they're not. So thank no, you. Thanks to you and <laughs> thanks to the team as well. Obviously, obviously, Populous, we wouldn't still be playing Populous if it wasn't for the Rinkinit team. No, it's true. It's true. Someone's knocking yeah. on my door. And then we have all the lovely it Emily? moderators. It must be. <laughs> Emily. Dealing with all the bullshit. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll let you guys go. I think Craig and I will probably end the podcast just talking a little bit here about some stuff. But uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on. And again, uh, leave your comments uh, in the sh- in the. Uh, oh, man, I'm a, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. If you have any questions for Inca and Brandon, please leave them in the comments section here below so that we can kind of go over them. And maybe if we have them on again for another guest uh, appearance, we can get those questions answered. And they might even answer them themselves because they, you know, they do know of YouTube. They do. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what? Inca, Brandon, just keep an eye out for that podcast episode release. You might (laughs) get some questions that we have to have you answer. All right, we'll do. All right. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll wait and compile all the questions and then just answer them in a different format. That would be cool. Maybe, yeah, a, yeah, maybe yeah. another video or something like that. Over. We'll have a competing podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the podcast. We can hit a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do that. The Inca and Brandon <laughs> podcast. The bar you is low. If you don't have a good jingle, you're <laughs> fucked, boys, because my <laughs> pretty catchy. Inca, did you get a chance to listen to it? I did, yes. Isn't it catchy? It is. It in your it's kind of repetitive, but... It's kind of well, cheesy, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's very cheesy. I, I, I was, uh, I honestly, the way the jingle happened was, uh, I just, I, I messaged John Gamble and I was like, I feel like it should go like, Populous Podcast. Didn't know that you need it because nobody knows that they need the Populous Podcast. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, we're we're hoping that like the podcast is exciting, successful. We hope that people enjoy listening to it, but we also want to make sure that we're you know, bringing on people who are good guests. So thank you guys for being great first guests and giving us all the information we asked for, giving us the dirty details. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. No, you guys no, have a good night. No, uh, have a good night, Keith. The Populous Podcast. on your feet, yeah. How'd you think that went, Craig? I think it went well. I think... Uh... I felt like uh, it was tough to get a lot of your thoughts out. Um, yeah, the thing is, those guys are on a more technical scope compared to us. They're on a different plane, and it's difficult they to are. ask them such technical questions. We have a lot of populist-related questions that we'd like to ask, but I think, as I was saying in the podcast, a lot of the, a lot of the, what we find as problems with the way the game is played comes down to community 
slash player issue, not management developer. slash admin yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, I hope that people could take away something from this podcast uh, to you know at least discover who's in charge. And I th- I think they will. I think they're going to learn a little bit more about Inca and Brandon through this, and and just just hearing about the difference between where we are now and where we were then. I think that's going to be cool. So. Make sure you tune in to next episode's podcast where we uh, sit down with the King DBM. Uh, he is the uh, he was one of the best, if not considered the best player of all time during one portion of Populous's history. Obviously, good players come and go. The best always changes, but he was the best back in the day. He's still got a little bit of uh, his old skills inside of him. He's back. Uh, he's back on the uh, the Populous matchmaker scene. For how long, we don't know. But uh, he's got a lot of history to share with us. And um, Craig and I have our own history and our own eras to discuss as well. And uh, it's going to be a good time. We'll probably discuss a lot about what we think about Populous, the fact that preachers aren't on, et cetera, et cetera. So you won't want to miss it. But thanks for all of you for tuning in. Craig, any last words? Thanks, everyone, for watching. I hope uh, you can give us some tips and help us improve the podcast because we're not professional podcasters. We're just doing this uh, for, for our own fun, really, and to give some insight for you guys. So if if you have enjoyed it and you see some criticisms, please give them. We are very receptive. Populous podcast. Pop up on your feet, yeah. on your feet. Populous podcast. With your host, Keith52, and co-host, Sub-Zero. The Populous Podcast, popping up on your feet, yeah. Popping up on your feet, Populous Podcast, you didn't know you needed.